When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, uh, England dealt us a lesson. I think a lot of people predicted that would be the case at the Bay Oval. Uh, in fact, uh, they finished it that early. They've had uh, a day and a half off to either sit on the beach, play a bit of golf, or they certainly won't uh, have uh, done too much about planning for next week. That's uh, not the way they go about things. They just enjoy what they've done and move on to the next thing. And uh, part and parcel of that, under Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes and working alongside them as their batting coach for Test Cricket, uh, Marcus Triscothic. Now, Marcus... Scothic needs very little introduction to cricket fans because he's a terrific player. Uh, 76 test matches, 1400s, 123 one-day internationals. That is a career of longevity and excellence. And it's a privilege to have Marcus on the show with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are we doing? Yeah, really good, man. Really good indeed. Um, Listen, uh, I don't know, um, I, I don't know, uh, Marcus, how you're going to go about this. So the next 15 minutes, I'd love to find out uh, as the batting coach, and this is where we're noticing where uh, England's ch- attitude has really changed, the batting side of things, how have you gone about changing the mindset of players who previously didn't play that way? I, I think it's been, um, it, it sort of kind of started from obviously with, with Brendan coming in and sort of you know looking to evolve the, the approach of the team. And then you've got the skipper in Ben Stokes, also looking to try and do things slightly differently um, to give the, the team a different angle and a different way of playing the game. And I think, you know, encouraging them to, you know, to be more aggressive and to be a bit more free, um, which then allows us as coaches to then follow through with that ethos um, and keep, you know, keep pushing the guys towards the danger, if you like, and keep pushing them to try and find different approach, to find a different way of playing this game because, you know, we've, we had a period of time beforehand where it didn't go so well, um, but you know we needed to move the game forward. So, and it, it's kind of breeding itself now because the guys have had success doing it, and they're finding and looking at opportunities where they can go out and be a bit more aggressive. Um, you know, and and it, and the proof has been in the pudding. We're, we're now ten out of eleven games on the bounce, and it's like, you know, this is this is pretty good of what we're trying to do. So, so Marcus. Uh, uh... I mean, you batted at the top of the order. That, that was your ethos. It was, um, I would imagine, back in the day, whilst you, you, you had a relatively aggressive mindset, one, one was um, attitude back in those days was, was to survive, to see off the new ball, to set up the, mm. the, the day's play with the bat. Um, it, it looks from the outside looking in as if that has almost disappeared. Yeah, well, I think... You know, there is a bit more method to the madness. It's not just about, you know, let's go gung-ho and um, just be ultra-aggressive. You know, the the mantra is to try and put pressure on bowlers and try and find opportunities that we can uh, move the game forward. But, you know, you're always on the second side of that is identifying periods of games when sometimes you have to absorb and you have to sort of suck it up a little bit and just take a little bit of time out of the game 
to assess their conditions and, and allow the bowler sometimes when it's their time to to have a period of the game which they they they're allowed to you know control control but um as soon as that is over then then you always look again to to apply pressure so getting the balance right you're looking you're looking for smart players that can come in uh, and assess conditions well um but more often than not you know it's trying to score runs apply pressure um and it, it's just a different way it's a, it's a slightly more um you know the the positive side of what we're trying to do is really the important part of this so do you have uh, do you set targets i mean there was a day let, let's uh, be only one down at uh, drinks or you know two down at at uh, at lunch and let's try and get to what 70 80 90 if it's a really good one do you set targets or you just say good luck no 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 targets involved i think it put it puts limitations on on what they're trying to do and I think um, the guys learned a lot of that from from the days with Owen Morgan and uh, his approach for white ball cricket. There was no targets involved in that. Very much the same as what there's not now. It's you know if you if you it almost then puts a limitation or a restriction on what you think you can get because the actual target might be a hundred more than what you actually set. Um, but uh, you know it, it's it's very it's very free um, and like I say, going back to the the sort of mantra of what it is. Let's apply pressure when we can, when we find the right time, um, and then you know if you have to try and suck it up a little bit, then you do so. So uh, you talk uh, with these guys, you work alongside them. What does net practice look like these days? I mean, I, I recall the days of Test cricket where you'd give your, your bowlers and, and they'd bowl to the top order, and you know one of the great things you'd feel about and come out of the net if you judged the line well, if you left it well, you'd think you'd had a relatively good net. Uh, what about these days? What, what's yeah. the attitude there? Uh, it's well that they still practice in a very similar way in terms of um, face bowlers, um, and you know we'll, we'll prepare by the guys bowling each other in nets um, for probably the first couple of days of practice, and then obviously leading into it probably the day before the bowlers won't bowl. But but it, the, if you were to watch it, you would see it very differently to what it used to be. Um, and it would be very similar to what you'd see for white ball cricket. You'd see guys using their feet, running down the pitch, um, sometimes leaving the ball, sometimes being a bit more aggressive and, and trying to whack it back past them. Um, sometimes people will give themselves room and, and be a bit more aggressive. So it, it's very it's very cl- much closer to white ball cricket than what test cricket used to be. Um, you know, as I say, because of the the approach of looking to be aggressive, it's finding ways of doing it differently. Um, and, and I think if you see it from a distance, you'll you'll see the ball flying everywhere as it, as it does in the game. Marcus, uh, what type of uh, player now, if I'm a young English batsman uh, playing county cricket, trying to work my way into um, the thoughts of the likes of yourself and the selectors, etc., how do I have to play these days? I, I mean, if my numbers are, are good, if I rack up 100 after 100, in a traditional way, and I hasten to uh, add the word traditional here, what kind of cricketer do I have to be to catch the eye as a youngster? I, I think you need to be somebody who's open to the idea of trying to do something differently. Um, you know, it, I think if the guys in, in county cricket back at home, you know, they're going to need to be showing that they can uh, apply pressure to, to, to bowlers in the county game. Um, but be open to the idea of, of moving the game forward and playing it in a different fashion. I think if you get a little bit stuck in your ways or you, 
you're a bit closed off to to expressing yourself or you know to doing it like like it used to be done and i think you know that that's not going to work in in this team currently you know that you know that as we say we we know what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it so the people coming in have the opportunity to to show what they can do and uh, find ways of doing things differently compared to what it's been done in the past. Marcus, there are a number of players on the side who uh, overlap the, the old style of English cricket to this new modern-day style under McCullum and Stokes and the likes of yourself, etc. Um, but there are two players in particular. I mean, Ben Duckett, we saw uh, Duckett in, in, uh, the, at the Bay Oval, outstanding with his attitude and the way he set the... The, the tempo of the game up, but uh, the other player I'd really like to talk about is Harry Brook, who came into the side post um, McCallum and Stokes, and, and has really just adopted this attitude quite freely. Uh, yeah, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? I think um, he is the talk of the town at the moment. You know, just the way that he's gone about it in Test cricket, he was brilliant in Pakistan when he had his opportunity. He's been brilliant so far. Um, and he, the way he plays, the way he hits the ball, it, it's, it's so different to what we've seen. Um, and it, and it's been superb, really. He's been a breath of fresh air, and he he's loving it. You know the way he's he's allowed to play and and sort of be aggressive in the game. It's like um, a real example about uh, you know to what we're trying to do and some of the shots he's playing and and the way he hits the ball is phenomenal. You can you can see why the IPL were, were so happy and obviously wanting the team so desperately trying to get him um, because if he plays in the fashion that he's playing at the moment, goes into the IPL, he's going to be an absolute relevant revelation um, and it's going to be so exciting for people to watch him do you shake your head i mean you're, you're a little bit old school um and you, you when i say old school you go all the way back to uh you know um 15 or so years ago do you, you you sit up on the balcony every now and then and just shake your head at what's going on yeah we do yeah <laughs> very much so and, and quite often you sit there and just go wow you know that that's incredible because some of the shots that are being played, um, you you sit there and admire the you know the bravery of them, even thinking about trying to take the shot on or when they execute it, it's like, you know that that's just incredible. I, I can only imagine um, what it's like playing against it because you know you you're just seeing the ball fly to different parts and some shots that are just like absolutely outrageous, but. Um, you know, when they're coming off, they're they're looking brilliant. And and I know from my time when I, I there was an, an occasion we played in uh, in Australia back in the Ashes in I think it was o two o three. Matthew Hayden ran down the wicket in the first session and smashed the six into the crowd, and we were just like, mm, wow, what are we going to do now? Because it's so different at the way the approach in in what they had at that time, um, and it's you know continuing on in that, and that's what this team is doing now. Uh, it's like uh, I mean, England have had some fantastic uh, cricketers over the years. I mean, it's it's almost as if you've got like three or four Bothams in your side at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. We've had some some amazing cricketers over the time. You think, yeah, Beefy was obviously you know you you can go back and start it then. Kevin Peterson, you know, he played some innings around that sort of time, which were very aggressive and different. Um, looked upon it and then you've got the likes of someone like Harry Brook you know and we, and we don't even have Johnny Bairstow at the moment obviously Johnny's obviously been injured and uh, missed out on those opportunities but you know he he had an amazing summer last year back in England um, and, and sort of you know he he typifies everything the team is about so trying to fit them back in will be interesting but 
you know, having the amazing players, you know, in the team, it's just working. And at the moment, we're look, we're we're loving it. We're we're riding the crest of of everything that's going on at the moment, and it's it's great fun to. I'm sure it's amazing to play, but it's it's great fun to coach and to sit and watch. The other thing about it too, Marcus, is it's not just the batting aspect of it. Uh, I mean, it's the attitude of, about how you play your out cricket as well, uh, which is fascinating. And that incorporates a, a couple of blokes, one of which uh, whose career overlapped with yours, a fellow by the name of Jimmy Anderson. Stuart Broad wasn't far away either, um, entering the fray. So uh, what about the change for those two blokes? It, it, has it made them young again? Well, I, I think they're loving their time uh, of... Uh you know, into the twilight of their career, if you like. Um, you know, they, they've been through the rough and the smooth of the England game uh, and, and had success and failure a long, long way because of the longevity they've played in. But I think no more than currently how they're enjoying their time and, and leading the bowling group and, you know, bringing the younger lads through and showing them what to do. But I thought in this game in particular, the, the way that those both of those guys bowled along with Ollie Robinson... Um, you know, the length that they bowled, you know, Broad, Broad's wickets were just superb. You know, the, the four wickets in the, in the second innings, you know, hitting the top of the stumps, just just nipping, just seeming like an inch either way um, was very, very tricky when, when the ball was seeming a bit under lights. Um, and then again, Jimmy, Jimmy came in, obviously, on the, the last day and, and sort of cleaned up and just sort of, you know, continued doing what he did. But they, they're just, just you we're so lucky to have them. You know, it's, you know they've got such class and there's such skill when they're trying to execute execute with the ball that they typify everything that we're trying to do with the bowling. That you know whoever comes in and and sort of replaces them over year is going to have to be some serious skills and some serious bowlers to be able to do that. It wasn't that long ago, uh, Marcus. I, w- I well remember talking with people in England uh, when I was over there, and they were scratching their heads and thinking, "Where is the future of English cricket? Where are we looking here?" particularly in terms of test matches, where are our players coming from? But it appears now they're kind of lining up. Yeah, well, it's amazing how quickly it changes, isn't it? And I know after the Ashes, when we when the guys went there, what, 18 months ago or two years ago, um, you know, after that period of time, everything was so down and um, concerning and worrying about what we were trying to do. But I think a quick change in, um, in sort of approach and mentality about enjoying your you know your time when you get it um you know that it looks like and then you you see the other guys coming through and it looks it looks a completely different situation and it happens so quickly so uh, i think we're we're enjoying the time as we are at the moment and hopefully excuse me that you know that the guys who are trying to push for getting into the team will um you know really enjoy the opportunity of playing in this in this group at the moment so you know, the boys are, are, are very hungry for success that are playing, but, you know, hopefully the guys are, um, are queuing up, really, to try and get their opportunity afterwards. Well, here's something you've, you probably have considered. The offer might have even come, but um, because of the fact that uh, you're the batting coach and, and this is an amazing revolution in terms of uh, English cricket and the style of cricket you want to play, I would imagine there's a, a lot of people that want to tap into uh, what you're achieving there. So... Uh, there might be an opportunity or an occasion where, uh, just like uh, Brennan McCullum or whatever, you are involved with a, a side that uh, is not England and you, you coach against England. What would you recommend? Would you take them on fire with, <laughs> with fire? Would you say, look, we've got to change and try and play like them? Or uh, how would you coach against England at the moment? 
Well, I think we're all waiting for for one of the world nations to go, right, we've got to stand up against it. You know, we, we've tried and other teams have tried to play the normal style. And I think, you know, we're, we're kind of waiting for that moment when uh, when somebody changes their approach completely about the same way. And uh, that will take a bit of uh, guidance. And obviously, like, like I said to you, with Brendan and and Ben at the helm, that, that's where it's changed. So it, it's growing and it's building momentum all the time. But um, we, I reckon, I, I kind of feel that New Zealand might be the first sort of team that might look at it and go, do you know what, let's move on. Let, let's try to do it differently. We've tried doing it in a different way. We can see the benefit of what they're doing. Um, but as I say, we're just waiting for somebody to, to step up. And I, I, I know when I played against Australia, when, you know, the, the great Australian team, Everybody was sort of trying to chase them and try and catch up with what we did, what they did. Um, and when the only time that I thought in my time when I had success is when we tried to match them and be a bit more aggressive and, um, you know, the approach that we had. And, and that's going back to sort of a, you know, 2005 when we won the Ashes there. So um, somebody along the line, they will do. And it'll be, it'll be an amazing game when they do because um, it will be fast-paced, entertaining cricket when, uh, when, it, when it catches up. Just finally, I guess, um, Marcus, and, and thank you for your time today. Just finally, I think uh, the yardstick that everyone's talking about, and I think you just hinted there too, is the Ashes, which is not too far away. I know you only think about uh, what's coming up uh, this Friday starting in Wellington, but from your point of view, uh, this is going to be a tasty Ashes, isn't it? I can't wait. Absolutely cannot wait. You know, with the way that the boys are playing uh, and enjoying their, their style of cricket, um, you know, any Ashes series is amazing and you look forward to them every time they come around. Of course they do. Um, but, you know, we're, we're in such a good place and we're enjoying our cricket so much. Um, you know, there's so many principles of, about what we do. And I think probably one of the biggest strengths that we have is probably the fear of not losing the games. Because I think you said it in, in the sort of build-up that it will go wrong at times. And there will be days when it's not quite working how we want it to do. And, and that's OK. I think having that principle will, will allow us to continue growing and continue to pushing it forward so that when we play the best and, and play all these world teams who are fantastic, um, you know, it's going to make for a great series. And, and you've got to hope that the Ashes brings that in our, in our English summer. Marcus Triscothic, been a pleasure having you on the show and getting some insight uh, just to how you go about things and the mindset, which I think is crucially important about this England team at the moment. Congratulations on what you've achieved and uh, travel safe. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers, uh, Marcus Triscothic there, folks. Uh, it is uh, 9.25 here on SENZ.